You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. We're alongside my wife. It's so good to be here. Each and every yeah. week, we take out some time to try to speak to what's going on with the SMR Nation. Mm-hmm. And currently, since this is episode 499, that means, if you do your math right, dun, dun, dun. next 500. week is 500. And what we're asking from the SMR Nation right off the bat in today's episode is, if you've not uh, emailed in or called in 214-702-9565, we want to hear stories from you. On asking, we're asking you how have what are the wins you've got, the successes you've had, uh, just nuggets, nuggets you've taken away, right? Just things that just resonate with you from our whole journey here with SMR Nation and each and every week because it's pretty fascinating. Five hundred helped you, big yeah. accomplishment, and we haven't done it alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, that. we'll we'll have some fun with next week's episode. Um, and we're wanting you to be a part of it. So email feedback at sexymergeradio.com or call us 214-702-9565 is the voicemail line. Mm-hmm. And share share parts of your story with us. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear it. And on the other note, yes. Merry Christmas to everyone in the SMR Nation since yes. this is Christmas week. It is. I uh, hope that you have safe travels if you are out and about and safe time with family. Or save Zoom calls if that's how you're seeing your family this year. <laughs> Absolutely, because it is a different time with 2020 coming to a close, uh, and we just wish you blessings and safety uh, as you get a chance to spend some time with family and maybe just take a little bit of break yeah. wherever you are. Um, and then I also want to start off with uh, just to thank you for another year mm-hmm. in a way that you know if you're kind of winding down the holidays are times where. Uh, we spend some time just kind of reflecting. I definitely do. I take the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's to just kind of pull back and look at what's going on and where are we heading and, mm-hmm. and kind of how things have been unfolding. And I'm excited about what's coming Yeah. with the world of SMR Nation uh, in 2021. I'm also excited about where we've gone mm-hmm. and all that's been accomplished and how members of the SMR Academy have regularly shown up on our monthly calls, uh, conversations in Slack. So if you want on board with that, come join us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus you get the extended content because that's just even additional information that hopefully helps your marriage move from whatever point it's at to a little bit better. Right. Because what we really want to have happen here. a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What we really want to have happen here is for uh, marriages just to thrive all over the place. That's right. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a couple of your emails and our answers, but we're not going to answer an email. We'll actually answer on the air. Perfect. Just so they case, can hear voices. Right. Just, just in <laughs> case choice. you didn't crack that code there, Pam. Good choice. Uh, and then coming up on the extended content of SMR is a conversation that uh, you and I are going to have about mm-hmm. what are some of the simple dailies. This is one of the things I came across uh, in this last few last month or so, mm-hmm. of just what are some simple things you could be doing every single day that'll help your life and your marriage? I look and, forward to that. And they're pretty simple. Yeah. 
So if you want on board with the extended content, uh, go to smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. That's how you can join for a little bit longer conversation. Plus, there are no ads. So all that's coming up on today's show. So here's an email that came in, Pam, right after um, a couple weeks ago with the episode I did with Trip Lanier. Yeah. And it was from a wife that was talking about she listened to 497 and she was feeling really hopeless. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if you weren't familiar with that episode with Trip Lanier, um, that was a conversation he and I had about what does it mean to be dangerous and how do you try to live more alive? And we, we really did spend a lot of a time on some differences between men and women mm-hmm. and the dynamic that can play out. And sometimes when we do that, it will strike a chord on the other side sure. of the equation, sure. right? Because a lot of what we face is non-gender specific, but sometimes when we talk about things, it's we take we can take one side, mm-hmm. and I'll totally own that. And sometimes there's a fallout to that. And so sure. this is what she was pointing out. She says I was left feeling hopeless after 497, not because the topic wasn't valid, but because of what was not talked about on the show. The unspoken reality is that wives are lower desires because their husbands have let themselves go and expect the wives to find them attractive, regardless. I've heard you in private episodes begin to go down this path, but then you're quick to say, well, that's not typical of all the women, so we drop the subject. Wrong. I've done my own survey of the different groups of women in my life from work, church, close friends, acquaintances, Facebook groups, etc. When posed with the question, 97% were very quick to say that they wanted their husbands to lose weight so that they would be healthy. And after I make the bold claim that I find it to be a turnoff which killed our sex life, they then find it safe enough to admit the same, but also make sure to end it with, but I really want him to be healthy too. I think women are so shamed, largely by each other, that we aren't allowed to express that we can be visually stimulated just like the men. We're also conditioned that the male ego is so fragile that they can't handle that kind of truth. And men are happy to live in denial that a woman could lose attraction for them. All they have to do is compliment or do the dishes once in a while to turn their wives on. Wrong, which we've talked about that before in the Mm -hmm. past. After talking to all these women, I found that they very much want to have sex, just not with their overweight husbands. So this episode left me feeling hopeless. We spoke of compliments without expectation and not asking for permissions. That's great advice, and I agree. But you're not talking about how the wife wants to look at her husband with bedroom eyes, too. And I like that phrase. Mm -hmm. Because I think she's pointing out it's easy to miss that. Right? It is. It is. I guess I'm... uh, Well, keep going. So she's not putting him off because she's being repelled, goes into hiding, and then ultimately labeled as the low desire. Maybe if men would keep trying to impress us the same way they did when the women try to look good for them, the low desire would be more willing and more wanting. You mentioned that sex is the one thing that separates the marital relationship from all others, and I agree. Sex is a huge component for this reason alone. So why do men feel like they can get lazy, but the wife will be okay with it? The visual turnoff is a problem all on its own. I don't have to mention the compounding factors of overworked wives for men who don't pull their share of weight in the home. So why are we willing to blame low desire on that, but ignore a physical attraction part? I'm convinced we've got it backwards. Laziness isn't for better or for worse. So why isn't this addressed? I think this could solve a a myriad of marital issues all on its own. As long as my husband gets to think that a compliment without pressure of performing is all it takes, I have no hope for a vibrant sex life. Hmm. And so she, she picked up on what was not being said. Mm-hmm. And it obviously spoke very loudly. And I give her all kinds of props for emailing in this kind of email. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we don't just mean this as a platitude of if it wasn't for the SMR nation, we would not be where we are mm-hmm. as a show and as a nation. It's because of emails like this is where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because when we say, give us your feedback, we mean it. Yeah, right? we want people to speak in their mind. I, I don't know that there's anything here we don't agree with. Uh, it's It's pretty broad sweeping generalities just like we try and preface right your right. your comment of um sometimes it's it, it's a um what is the word i'm looking for a generic the stereotype, stereotype of things thank yes. you stereotype certainly women i will women speak, have i will eyes speak for too. myself i will speak for <laughs> myself here's where i like Speaking for myself as opposed to a broad sweeping statement that says women in general, right? Um, women, I have eyes too. Mm-hmm. I do want a man that keeps up with himself and it does have an effect. I mean, we've, we have a lot of men email in and we've had women say the same thing. You know, I, if he's not keeping up with himself, it, it, it's not a turn on. It's mm-hmm. a turn off. It's mm-hmm. quite, quite the opposite. And so both but, genders have to keep that in mind. Absolutely. But I will also agree with the way she's framing this. I will agree that the pressure, because a woman is more likely, quote unquote, the lower desire, it just compounds the issue of putting even more pressure on the why is it she accepting of who we are? Yeah. Well, I and, took for what her to say early on, early on, it sounded like she's saying women are lowered desire because their husbands have let themselves go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a hundred percent because, or this is just compounding and, ma- and makes that worse. Totally. And I think we have to add a caveat because when we're talking about system dynamics, this is one of the truisms I really believe in systems at their core. There is not linear causality. Right. Right. So, I let myself go, quote unquote, or I put on some pounds or things shift does not automatically equate to X mm-hmm. because there's, there's too many other variables and too many other factors. But what she's a- acknowledging, and I think we need to acknowledge too, or I will for sure, because you're kind of pointing it out too, it is a factor and it needs to be addressed. And we have covered it in some regards with some of the people that have emailed in that have been specific yeah. because it does not line up with... Hey, I say I want to look good and I want to be phys- out, you know, working out and be in good physical shape and and prolong my life and but that I don't. And then that that all lines up to making it a negative connotation because mm-hmm. I announce an intention intention and I don't follow through. Those are big dings. Mm-hmm. Let alone the fact that if you do let yourself go, that's another ding. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to recognize that this is true on both sides of this equation. Well, it's true on both sides of the equation. And, and you know, you look at this. Is it truly laziness? There's people that seriously have thyroid problems or think mm-hmm. issues that come into play, right? Is it truly laziness? I'm, I'm assuming there is a looking at the whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the yeah. map comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because you know in your spouse when they say something and they're just hoping to placate and get somebody off their back versus they say something and it lines up with that's where they're heading. Yeah. And there's a different pressure that comes along with that dynamic. That's what we touch on is how changes are created right. in marriage. 
It's where if I look back on our journeys, especially because I think what she was pointing out initially is all of this, I think for each person, we need to individually be responsible for the longevity and the health of our own person. Mm -hmm. And that means how do we conduct ourselves? What do we do for our health? How do we feed and fuel our body? What do we do to keep it active? All of those factors are a part of this. And how do I view this as this is for my benefit and for the benefit of, for those that I care about? Those those all matter. Mm-hmm. But I look at our journeys, the way we have changed over the years, mm-hmm. from raising a family to evolving to getting older, um, the big physical shifts that we've had have all just been individual. You've made a commitment to, you know what, I'm going to start walking more regularly at one point. And you just started doing it. Going to yoga. You didn't ask. Mm -hmm. I made a commitment to, you know what, I'm going to start doing some shakes in the morning. Oh, those many years ago. Healthy ones, not ice cream, folks. Fair enough. But (laughs) but I just started doing it one day. I just got all the stuff and just started Mm -hmm. it. I didn't announce it, just did it. And same with workouts. It's not a flaunting. It's not a competition. Although, for those of you that want to get on the bandwagon with 2021 coming right up and working out, we had some fun time when we first started working out. Yeah. Where we bought a gym membership together. We had the time to get there pretty regularly. And we made a commitment that at the end of a week, if one of us did not go three times and do some strenuous work, $5 went into a jar. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, whoever had put the least amount of money into the jar got the money in the jar. And all we had to do was get our butt to the gym right. <laughs> and follow through. That was kind of fun. And that made it a fun little thing for where we were at our point in life. And an enjoyable way for both of us to look out for ourselves and in turn for the benefit of each other. Mm Because I think she's right that men and women both have eyes. We both have flavors that appeal to us. And it's also very, very likely that who we were when we met is different on both sides. Mm -hmm. But men don't get a free pass on this. And that's worth noting. Mm -hmm. Because it can sometimes seem like, well, that's just what dudes do. No, wrong. If you want something more, be better. Mm-hmm. confront some things in yourself. And at least then when you talk about this dynamic of the difference between a higher desire and low desire, you get more clarity of what really is in the way because you've controlled what you can control better. Mm-hmm. And then you can confront the differences between you even cleaner. So another email that came in, Pam, and this is from newlyweds. I love that. Remember those days? I don't even remember that. Okay. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You remember it. (laughs) So, hey, Dr. Allen, my wife and I are newlyweds, and we listen to your show on and off, depending on the topic. Your show has been a great blessing to me. I actually have a couple of questions. So I've come into a predicament quite often about having a sex drive that's been annihilated by premature ejaculation. I'd say that my wife and I have somewhat the same level of drive, but when I find a position that works well for me, such as cowgirl, my penis doesn't get too much attention, and so my wife is able to come before me at least once before my sex drive jumps through the roof. However, the opposite happens when we use a position that does cause me to climax faster, and due to that, I could literally go weeks without wanting sex again. What steps can I take to help from ejaculating too quickly? We're going to answer this one, and then we'll move on to his second question, because it's a different... Actually, no, as I'm thinking about it, they might tie together. So my second question... Go for it, then. I've heard you mention multiple times about transitions during sex like going from oral to penetration to fingering or a a toy. 
Unfortunately, transitions don't normally work for my wife. I can start with oral, oral or a toy or some rubbing, but the moment we do penetration, I can't go to anything else. It's as if her building up completely restarts. What advice can you give me to help the transitions to be smoother and less stop and go? Just like any husband, I cherish my wife and it kills me when I'm struggling to pleasure her. Thanks for all that you do to help. All right. So I I see how these two can relate. Well, then go for it. Because he's talking about one of the things he wants to do is prolong the experiences. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways to prolong an experience for a man is to switch things up. Mm -hmm. Because it gives you a little bit of time to kind of come down off of the edge that you're heading up. Mm -hmm. And so you get a chance to kind of regroup Start a different way, position, moment, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's disruptive to a woman. At least it is to his wife. Well, it, that's why it prolongs for a man because it's a little disruptive, right? So it's disruptive to both. Okay. Hopefully, she can get stay in the game, right? And isn't this kind of normal, especially in newlywed? Right, you're you're figuring out the right. body and the brain and how it all works together, right? And so. Um, probably most men out there when they were newlyweds probably could relate to this issue. Oh, sure. And because uh, you're, you're talking about a heightened level of anxiety because mm-hmm. of the novelty, the newness, mm-hmm. uh, the uncertainty, the naivete that's going on. And so one of the ways that you, I think you help deal with premature ejaculation in this context is communication. You just have some conversations with her about, hey, and some of these positions, they're fantastic. But with some of the others, if we were wanting as a joint agreement of a longer experience, mm-hmm. I want to change it up to keep it from happening too fast. And maybe she gets buy-in and then there's a lot of trial and error of, oh, that worked really well. Look at us, how well we recovered. Right. And sometimes, man, that bombed. <laughs> right. But look at this through the lens of two things. One... Married sex is a long game. Just because something in one experience does not go well does not mean it's a disaster. What did you learn from it? How do you conversation? What's your conversations after it? Mm-hmm. How do you recover from it? What do you, and then how do you take that data to do something better? Because this is about not what necessarily you learn about your spouse. It's also what you learn about you. Mm-hmm. I learned that when you were in that position, wow, that's too much stimulation. So... If I want to make it last, if I want it to go longer, longer we got to yeah. come up with a different uh, different situation, <laughs> right? Uh, and so sometimes that's some agreed upon. Let's see if we can't add in some shifting here, here and there, mm-hmm. to to make this go better and longer. The other thing, the other component of the true of the two things that are worth noting is one, marriage is a long game, and the other, great sex is all about recovering. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't always flow from the starting bell to completion smoothly, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So right. sometimes it started and then, whoa, something happens. You know, phone rings, kid knocks on the door. I mean, all kinds of circumstances interrupt us. The brain just goes weird. Something doesn't work the way you thought it would. But you recover. And now, lo and behold, you both just showed up differently. Which- yeah, some of that's the joy of me- if- being going through that, right? Right. It's, it's like the mountains and valleys of the whole thing. Totally. And if you look at it that way, is this is an expedition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes expeditions are scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And there's parts of it that are like, I don't know how I'm going to react to this. I don't know how she's going to react to this. Let's try it and see. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe you you both discover, whoa, look at what we're capable of. Well, yeah. So he's talking about that it once um, <clears throat> there's penetration, she doesn't want to have another position. She doesn't want to move from that. Right. Um, you know, is that something that the two of you have actually had some sort of discussion about? Or is it just right. in the moment, in the heat of it? You try and move away from it, and she keeps pulling you back. No, I'm going, not going anywhere else. Right. Well, when you're not in the heat of it, bring it up. Yeah. Hey, hey, here's what's happening for me. Yeah, and bring be- it up and see where it is. Don't do it in the heat of it. Right, because this is this is about teaching each other about yourself and your partner. Mm-hmm. On hey, this is what's working. This is what just happened to me, and so there is. A lot of, and from the couples I've worked with and from our experience too, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking that can go on <laughs> with this, right? That, right. That you talk about it afterwards, that you debrief it at the next day mm-hmm. or something where it's like, hey, this is what I was thinking about. And this is what I just realized. And this is, you know, mm-hmm. and then all of this is good information to help bring you back together for mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. A couple other specific things from his first question on the uh, premature ejaculation. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before on some prior episodes. So if you just Google premature ejaculation on the search feature at smrnation.com. Not Google, but put it in the well, search. Use it in the search feature. Well, you could also put in quotes, SMR, well, SMR Nation, premature ejaculation. Okay. It, it'll find it. Google's, okay. Google's okay. everywhere. You know that, babe. They're listening right now. I'm thinking of the crazy Google <laughs> stuff you're going to find. But what? Okay. You're right. I hear what you're saying. You're right. Um, one is there's an element of, um, you go first and depending on refractory period, you go first, achieve orgasm, continue with foreplay, continue with the connection until your refractory period's over. Then you're in a position to be able to do intercourse again for most men. Mm -hmm. Don't know what kind of length of time we're talking about between because each guy's different. But lots of times, the second go around, every man typically is a little bit longer mm-hmm. on how long it takes to reach an orgasm the next time mm-hmm. because the sensations in the body and just the way it flows. Um, the other is just when you're talking about the positions that you've recognized some work to prolong and some don't. Well, what's the specifics on the feelings and the views mm-hmm. and the experience of the positions that prolong it versus the ones that don't? Mm-hmm. Because there's nuances. Sometimes people can orgasm very, very quickly when they're face-to-face, eye-to-eye, because they truly are intently with each other. Sometimes when a woman's on top, some guys can go a long, long time. And when he flips her over, that's when it's over. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. sometimes... Is that because of the sa- sensation, typically, and the position? This is just from or... the stories I've heard. I'm just going through the Rolodex of clients that have talked to this detail with me mm-hmm. uh, in sessions, that it every position has a different meaning for each individual couple. So this is, okay, I got you. And so it's figuring out what means what to each person in that couple and in that dynamic. Because if you're talking about just sensations on what's what's impacting your penis, any kind of intercourse, intercourse there's similarities with all of it. It's, it's, in, it's totally engulfed mm-hmm. by the vagina mm-hmm. on all the positions. There's some from the rear entry that you hit the pelvic bone a little different that adds a different sensation to it on a firmness. Gotcha. Depending on the angle of entry. Mm -hmm. But so a lot of it is coming down to men, the visual nature Mm -hmm. 
and the pleasure a wife gets out of it. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of men, um, I have heard the stories of when a wife is really into it, it's hard to prolong it. Yeah. Because you just feed off you feed off of each other's pleasure right. in that point. So this is more communication. Mm-hmm. So then to the second question of mentioning transitions during sex, same con- same path forward to me. Mm-hmm. Conversations about it. Of okay, how does this throw you off? Do you have tr- difficulty getting your head back into the game or the body back into the game? Because there are a lot of times I think for couples when you do change it. Unless it's, unless it's a smooth, seamless change, which some positions are easier to do that and you stay in, stay in process. But if you're kind of going back down the playing card, if you will, <laughs> or the playlist, then there are times where it's like, okay, wait, I lost the head game in this. So I need to get my head going again, which might mean we need to go back to this point or that point. Or did you just lose the lubrication and the engorgement? You know, and so it's understanding. Yeah, bring in some gels or some. How do those play off of each other? Because what you're both wanting is a fight in the way you both are going after the script. You get that? What she's wanting is a different path than what he's wanting. Right. They're not wanting a fight. No. Maybe they do. Maybe they like the rough stuff. <laughs> but the, ma- the manner in which they're going about their goals is conflictual. It is conflictual. And yes. so it's just recognizing, okay, how do we make this collaborative? Mm-hmm. And that's usually by we bring the dynamic out in the open cleaner. And it's trial and error. And it's figuring things out, which is the beautiful part of married sex is this makes it a long game of that didn't work that time. It might work next time. Or 25 times from now, Mm -hmm. because circumstances and we will be different at that point. But just looking through this lens of, okay, if you're really wanting to cherish her and and figure out how to please her, have her help help, help teach you on what will do that by how it unfolds with her and then watch the signals, watch the signs. And I would say the same to her. Right. Watch the signals and watch the signs, because if you're wanting to really prolong it, Speak up in those moments and say, hey, babe, I want this to go longer. Mm-hmm. And that might like, oh, that's so unromantic. No, it's really not in the whole scheme of the story. It's not. And it may be weird the first time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe you're already discussing these things. But the second time, it's not so much. I mean, it's there and it's already on the table. And We're um, always communicating anyway. Right. So how about start using words at times, too? Right, exactly. Hey, Corey and Pam. My wife and I have been married for 31 and a half years, and we have four grown children. Our sex life is pretty great, and for the last two-thirds of our marriage, my wife has been multi-orgasmic, sometimes as many as 10 per encounter. I happened across your show in an effort to always be improving our marriage, not really expecting to find a lot, that we didn't know. I know that was pretty arrogant of me. Trying to catch up on the episodes, I came across uh, episode number 430, which was titled The F Word. And I sent it to my wife while she was on a business trip because as far as the language usage in our marriage, she's always kind of been the goody two-shoes of the pair of us, even though we're both believers. I didn't even know for sure if she had listened to the episode, but when she got back from our trip, or from her trip, she had uh, obviously taken the hint to heart, and our sex life really cranked up a notch because of that episode. For as long as we've been happily married, 
we have been praying together twice a day, which is me in the morning, her in the evening, and there's nothing more inter- intimate and vulnerable than uh, when you're openly praying with somebody. And we think it actually has a lot to do with our success. Appreciate you guys, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Thanks. And we're going to leave it at that. Wonderful. Thank you for that call. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, obviously, we tried to cover a lot of ground today, so if there's something that we did not get covered well, we're counting on you, SMR Nation. Yeah, bring it up. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And the, also, final reminder, next week is episode 500, baby. Woohoo! So for those of you that uh, have been around for any length of time with us and have reaped any sort of insight, knowledge, even just a little perk of, I can say the F word? Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that email, that voicemail. That's so great. Uh, we want to hear from you because we want this episode next week to be about all of us. It's not just yeah. Pam and I. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of people that have helped Sexy Marriage Radio be what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You are among us. So join us, mm-hmm. 214-702-9565 to share your stories or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, have a very, very Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next time.